0: Glory, that was the richest, most extravagant, prophetic music time we've ever had in the history of prophecy. Whoa, I'm still feeling it. Glory, if you want the music and all that, it's on our website, redletterman.com. You'll have to click on the Joel's Bar worship time section and go and... It's just really, really fun, and it'll enhance your freedom because we're, we're extremely prophetic. I mean, on a level that most of the church can't handle. They couldn't do half the stuff inside any building made by human hands. It just would you know, cause revival and it would destroy the building. But literally, it was very powerful today, extreme power. And God's doing a really, really high work, and He's healing the innocence and he's healing the memories and he's healing your college years and he's healing your high school years and your junior high years. He's here he's healing America right now. And Jesus is an American. You heard people say, well Jesus ain't Jesus ain't white and Jesus ain't well listen, Jesus lives in you and he lives in me and he grew up in you and he grew up in me, so Jesus is a white American. You know, just deal with it. And inside you he might be a black Ganyan, you know, or whatever. You know, it might be a Chinese person because you're Jesus with skin on, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory so you're no longer serving Satan and religion. Amen. He hopes you realize the glory so you can just be Jesus all the time. My God. Not so many people practicing external religion. That's why Jezebel was able to build up Babylon the Great. The Christians built Babylon the Great by being good. Good people built Babylon the Great. It was the goodness of Christians in external religion that built up this current world system in slavery to Jezebel. Oh, yeah. I remember my senior year of Bible college. It was my last semester, North Central University in 2006. And I'm praying and fasting and listening to David Hogan, eight hours a day and just on fire. And uh, it was just so awesome. And I go into the chapel, and I see an open vision of Jezebel. And every single person, 1,500 students chained to Jezebel in the sky because they're all bewitched. 100%. Every single staff, every single man, woman, and child in that sanctuary was bewitched, 100%. Every single one had a chain. There wasn't a single free one amongst them all. I tell you the truth. In the open vision... And I saw the chains go up to what they thought was worshiping Jesus, but was actually the principality of Jezebel, which was having begun in the spirit, finishing in the flesh, in the brain. Carnal Christianity is the worship of Satan. Christianity in the seat of Satan in the carnal mind is the worship of Jezebel and the bondage of the world and the great lie and deception of the whole world. And that's what we're here to destroy by the love realm, the celestial chamber of love, that comes from within you, inside your heart, and you're fully built up in your spirit in love and it lifts your soul like a hot air balloon into the celestial chamber. Where's that verse? I'm glad you asked. We love our Bibles. I've spent more than 50,000 hours in the Bible, five years in Bible college. I average... Two to four, sometimes eight hours a day in the Bible, every day, reading it with brothers and sisters. And just, I sleep on it, I sing it, I eat it, I drink it, non-stop. But I really, really enjoy the Passion Translation this season. We've had it for ten years. Brian Simmons sent me a Passion Translation book when it first came out for free to the ministry. We've had it from the very first day, but I really just, it wasn't unlocked in me until this season to really dive into the Passion Translation. And it's just been so rich and it's just a perfect translation for this season of where the sons and daughters of the living God need to go into the bridegroom's chambers to take the second heavens to open the windows of the heavens. Amen. Psalm 19.5, Passion. What a heavenly home God has set for the sun, shining in the superdome of the sky. See how he leaves his celestial chamber each morning Radiant as a bridegroom, ready for his wedding, like a day-breaking champion, eager to run his course. Psalm 45:13. Did you, have you guys ever seen The Princess Bride? One of the best movies ever made. But did you know that's based on King David's anointing? Yeah, Psalms 45:13. As the Princess Bride enters the palace. How glorious she appears within the holy chamber, robed with a wedding dress, embroidered with pure gold. Amen. In Proverbs twenty, twenty-seven, the spirit God breathed into man is like a living lamp, a shining light searching into the innermost chamber of our being. So, the resurrection of the dead, the third day, a day is as a thousand years. So we're entering the third day, right? Because zero to 1,000, one day. 1,000 to 2,000, two day. What's the year? 2019. So we're in the third day in the year 2019, right? Hello? So the third day church is the resurrection church. He rose from the dead on the third day. Amen. Jesus said not about himself, but about humanity. In the red letters, on the third day, I'll raise them up. A lot of times he's talking about his resurrection, but one time in the gospel he's actually talking about civilization. And this is the fulfillment of that scripture right now. Going up in resurrection power of his love, revelation of love, the word of his love. Hearing the prophetic word, letting your spirit get stronger, and being built up in love into the celestial chamber. The revelation is so rich right now of the bridegroom's chamber. Now what you need to understand about the chambers is it's an internal chamber. Proverbs 20, 27. The innermost chamber of our being. Your spirit. This love is for your spirit. That's why people that are carnally minded call it all kinds of names. They call it the devil. They call it Satan. They're blasphemers. All of them, blasphemers. Because real agape divine love is only for the spirit. So soulish human religious love is only in the brain realm. That's why they're all blasphemers. Yep, truth anyhow. So when you get into divine love, it begins to build up your spirit, and you start to get rich and richer and richer in your rich treasury of glory. Where's your rich treasury of glory? In your innermost chamber, where? In your belly, yep. It's not in your blood, because the flesh counts for nothing. It's not in the the four chambers of your heart, because the flesh counts for nothing. It's not in your pineal gland, because we're not warlocks and witches. It's in your innermost chamber. It's in your belly. It's your spirit. God ruached into Adam's nostrils and he became a living soul. So the life is in the breath, the breath of life. So your lungs are filled with it. It goes right down into your your belly, right behind your, your xiphoid, below your ribs, your spirit. And you renew your mind through your spirit by putting the word in your spirit and your spirit brightens. Until your spirit's stronger than your carnal mind and your spirit wraps your body in what the Bible calls the armor of light. The armor of light's not an external Jezebelic thing of memorizing scripture. It's not like, come Holy Spirit, wrap me. No, it's rivers of the Holy Spirit come out of me having been built up with the revelation of divine love that I'm a new covenant temple, my body, of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? So the great awakening is people coming out of bewitchment. The whole charismatic church is bewitched. The whole glory stream church is bewitched. They're still singing come Holy Spirit to this very moment in the glory stream. Completely clueless. And they have signs, miracles, and wonders, and accurate words of knowledge. The issue is you'll never take the celestial chamber and dislodge the principalities of the seven mountains of the seven-headed beasts of the Horror Babylon until you are God inside-minded. Until you live out of your innermost chamber in your rich treasury of glory. And how much riches do you need to take the second heavens? Wow. We're a testimony about what it takes. You know, 50,000 hours in the Word, continuous drinking for 11 years, drunk on the anointing. I've been drunk on the drunken glory for 11 and a half years now. That's how we took it. We're pioneering it. People will get it a lot easier than we did because there won't be any principalities left after we're done. One mountain to rule them all. Zion, rising as chief of all the mountains in the last days, melting the seven mountains, which is called the seven-headed beast of the carnal mind and the seed of Satan, of the witchcraft of Jezebel of the second heavens that were melting like the wicked witch of the east. Amen. And it's east because it's the daughters of the eastern star. Melt that filth into the lake of fire. And let that covering come off of every soul. Daughters of the Eastern Star, which is the most powerful form of Christian, of not Christianity, of Freemasonry. They claim to be a Christian organization with the Freemasons, but they're not. They're Luciferians. It's the highest level. The female organization is more powerful than the male because Eve was the first witch. And it deals within the woman, the whore of Babylon. Yeah, it's true. So that's the false covering of religion and Jezebel that you deal with in every city and every first world nation on planet earth that's been conquered by imperialism and the British Empire or has influence from the British Empire. The British Empire has spread spread Freemasonry. I can feel this realm right now. We're burning this stuff up. Hallelujah. Just pray in tongues if you're watching. Not in the studio. Don't mess up the recording. Jesus. And the British Empire, when they spread colonialism through the planet and took all their different colonies, they also brought a spiritual thing with it called Freemasonry, which is sorcery. Trading on checkerboards of white and black magic, jennies and jambres, partnering with fallen angels in the celestial realm to bind them spiritually as well as naturally. Because you have to bind them spiritually with devils as well as naturally. And so this is the last thing to fall is not just Scottish rate right, 33 degree. No, I mean, trust me. The female version of it is more powerful than the male version of it. It's true. That's why in the book of Revelation, Jesus only refers to man as the woman because we're redeeming the woman out of the red dragon, the serpent in the garden that got in her and made her a carnal woman. For the, the first carnal woman, Eve was the first witch. Because she was the first religious person. Yeah. She got the knowledge of good and evil from Satan in the garden. And the glory cloud lifted. And they went after the flesh. And Adam followed Eve. So man came out of woman after that by natural childbirth. Come on somebody. Truth anyhow. So man's already in woman. So when you deal with woman, you deal with man. Because the curse of the fall put man inside woman. Have you been born of woman? You're inside woman. All flesh is woman planet earth. It's that simple. And so redeeming mankind and redeeming the woman of revelation, there's a good woman in there and there's a bad woman in there. Two trees in the garden. Because eventually, under Eve's heel, the serpent will be crushed by Jesus Christ of Nazareth, which completely reverses the curse by regenerating your spirit and getting all the world, the seven mountains, out of your spirit and out of your soul. So Zion rises as chief of the mountains of the last days and burns all that is in the world out of you from the inside out. As it's written, the morning star shall rise in your heart and your day shall die. The dawning of day is having the whole seven mountains and the whore of Babylon and the seven principalities and the whole kingdom of hell completely removed out of your heart and soul and you're completely glorified by Mount Zion. It's not just refraining from open sin. Any religious demon can do that by natural discipline, it's being totally glorified by revelation, lifting you up into the heavenly angelic sphere, and ruling as a king and a queen of divine love in the celestial chamber. Put that on repeat, because it's the truth anyhow. Amen. So we're repenting of the magic arts, we're removing the coverings of Kabbalah. We're removing the coverings of Freemasonry. We're removing the coverings of the Eastern Star Secret Societies and the cults of the Luciferians and, and everyone that's practiced religion and all of the synagogue and, of Satan and all that filth that's been partnered with fallen angels. People, I've even seen people that are close to me trade body parts for roots of bitterness. And you got to trade back that root of bitterness to get that body part back the kingdom of hell's real and it goes by trading and you have to give them blood you have to give them body parts that's why people are sick you had to trade with that demon a body part to give to get some bitterness in you you want something from hell they'll take part of your body they'll take your organs they'll take your blood they'll take your children so when you trade with demons it, it's costly when you trade with God you trade your your sadness for joy, you cha- trade your ashes for beauty, you trade your lust for purity. And so when you learn to trade on the sea of glass and stop trading on the the checkerboard of sorcery of Jannies and Jambries in the natural dimension, you'll actually be completely set free from everything you've done on the tables of demons. we got to go deep because most of you are demonized and you haven't understood trading. <laughs> and when you get into trading and removing the bad trade and get into good trading... You'll only have good things in your life. You'll not have. I don't have any negative thing in my life, in any area of my life, but other people around me are full of them because they still trade with demons and they still have connections and covenants with demons. When you get zipped up in your heart and you only trade in heaven, you'll only have good fruit. There's no bad fruit on my tree. It's just apples mostly. That's all I care about now is apples. I'm going crazy on the golden apples. And that's a good thing to do because we need love like you wouldn't believe. Because love's the only thing that melts all this witchcraft of religion off of people's brains, which is the carnal mind and the throne of Satan. The carnal mind is the throne of Satan on earth. The unrenewed religious mind is the throne of Satan and the red dragon. And what dissolves the seat of the devil is divine love. The tongues of fire of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2. See how open the revelatory realm is? I gotta go deep because there's there's feasters here that are serious about taking over the world. It's by revelation that builds up your spirit that lifts your soul up into heaven, and then you reign from heaven. Jesus taught that he had a table and that the nations were eating scraps off his heavenly table. And he's the first son of many sons that learn these realms and have revelation of the celestial realm. Come on! Let's wake up. Let's be real Christians like Jesus and the apostles. You know, the apostles would come into cities and the Greeks would scream out, the gods have come down in the likeness of men. Barnabas they called Zeus, the god of gods. What kind of men are these that the Greeks are screaming out and it was all that we could do to stop them from sacrificing Whole, burnt, bull offerings, which is the most expensive thing they had in ancient Greece. You know how much a whole bull costs? We have any farmers here? Any cattle ranches? I mean, if that's Wagyu, you, Wagyu me, that could be like 50 grand. <laughs> Just burning $50,000 at their feet as they're trying to worship them. Get a grip. That's the apostolic anointing, which is called divine love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, apple, apostolic. Apple tree, apostolic tree. 100% accuracy. Wake up. That divine love is the apostolic grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is nothing stronger in all of heaven and earth, and there never will be. You've been eating apostolic grace this entire time and now you're awakening to love. That's why the acceleration of spiritual growth is so amazing because this is the highest level of Christianity in existence. Amen. And we say that with all humility because it's true. There's nothing higher than the apple tree and apostolic love, the covering in the dome. Amen. Amen. It's going to drip on every soul. It's going to burn up everyone's heads. All the heatedness will be licked up like fire on hay because there's nothing more pleasurable. There's nothing more powerful. There's nothing more exotic. There's nothing more exhilarating. People get into the love realm and they think it's bad because it feels like an orgasm. I've had a thousand people message me that in the last 13 years. Is this even okay? I'm like, well, you need your lust cleaned up. But yeah, of course, heaven is continual ecstasy. Enter the joy. The word joy means ecstasy. I mean, if you're into the joy of the Lord and the oil of joy like the Bible teaches, you're going to be in ecstasy if there's any ointment on you whatsoever. Of course it's okay. But the true pleasures of heaven burn out the pleasures of the flesh and the pleasures of the eyes. Less the eyes of the flesh. Amen. So there's such a mixture in people because they're not fully sanctified and they don't go far enough into the apple orchards of Eden to get sanctified, so they live with mixture. And so they don't know the fullness of his power and they got confusion in their minds and they're be torn they're be torn back and forth between Jezebel and Jesus. Like tug a of, tug-of-war. Am I going to jerk off to porn today? Or am I going to have a golden apple? Uh, Am I going to look at girls down at the beach? Or am I going to read Song of Songs with my intimate lovers in the Lord's harem? Come on, somebody. Amen. Get set free today. That tug-of-war is real in every single one of your minds, being pulled back and forth in all the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And the love of God seals you in the glory, so there's no more tug-of-war and it gets super stupid level easy. It's only hard is because you're so full of sin. And once your senses are exercised and become pure gold by eating the golden apples of the Lord Jesus' intimate love and your spirit's completely built up in love, totally built up in love. Study the scriptures. The apostle Paul said his entire apostolic ministry was for his churches to have their spirit life built up in love. That's what it's all about. That's the only reason for Christian ministry. Everything else is a complete waste of time. Don't even waste any time on anything except building your spirit up in love, eating golden apples. Golden apples are divine love, the word of love. An apple represents the container of the word of his love. So when you're in love and you're eating the word and you're studying the word and spending time in the word, you get excited you're going to get higher. you're gonna, Your spirit's going to grow. You're going to get more renewed in your mind. Your brain is going to plug into a greater glory. You're going to start seeing visions of Eden. You're going to start dreaming dreams of Eden. You're going to start to get purified and glorified. Start to get your senses gold. Woman at the well. Five husbands. Five senses. And the one she's living with now is not her husband. The sixth one. Which is Satan. Fotili. That's her name. The woman at the well, considered one of the greatest apostles of the first century. Nero could only kill her. He tried to kill her, like, multiple times. But the only way she could die after having the full revelation of divine love at at the well, and it just sprung up in her. That's apostolic love. When it springs up, she's an apostle. When it springs up in you, that's apostolic love springing up in you. That's the highest degree of Christianity in existence, what we're teaching on here, for years. There's nothing higher. And when the well springs up in you, then your senses are glorified. And you can't die, because love is stronger than death. Nero, The only way Nero killed her was throwing her down a well. That's how she died. The woman at the well died by being thrown down the well. Five senses, and the one she's with now is not her husband. Meaning, all of her senses were completely given over to Satan completely controlled by the devil of lust. Amen. And then totally, the well revelation, the springs of his love, and the the garden of Eden sprung up in her and glorified her five senses and completely removed Satan from the inside out. That's what it says in John chapter 4. The living waters sprung up in her like a well unto eternal life. So let those same living waters... That sprung up at the woman at the well, spring up in you and remove Satan from your five senses. Amen? And glorify your five senses. When your senses are glorified, you can't sin anymore because there's no death in love. Love is the fulfillment of all prophecy, love is the fulfillment of all gifts. The Bible says all gifts pass away when you reach this level. Oh, I want to do works. Well, then you can stay in the outer courts for eternity. Because the work of love does them automatically without you looking good in front of others with your words of knowledge. With your little healings and miracles and signs and wonders that don't matter at all if it doesn't build up their spirit. You're just performers. The circus show. Seriously. You can do all that circus show stuff and people be impressed with your anointing, taking millions of dollars of offering, and never build up anyone in love. I've seen it by the millions, by the millions. It's the biggest scam of all time called the charismatic church. And we love them. We're not condemning anyone. It's just the biggest scam of all time. It's true. Truth anyhow. Because it's like all this hoopla, all this circus show, and there's still total infants in Christ with almost no revelation of divine love. Not a single one. I've never met a single one that has ascended into the celestial chamber in the charismatic church. In fact, most of them still serve Jezebel. Most, not the minority, the majority. Anyone God outside-minded. Anyone that says, come Holy Spirit, serves Jezebel. Simple as that. You cannot say, come Holy Spirit, and serve Jesus. You can't, because where the Holy Spirit came. The fullness of deity indwells you vitally. Colossians 2.10, and you too are made full of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and have already reached full spiritual stature. You asking for more after the fullness came into your spirit is nothing less than Blasphemy. Blasphemy. Paul didn't teach anything that these people teach. Paul was God inside minded. hmm Paul said, Out of my belly of full rivers. He confirmed it. Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory. In you. John realizes the glory. Greater is he who's in you than he is in the world. They understood the master's ministry of John 7:38. They understood that out of your innermost chamber flows the glory of the Father. It has to be real in the heart, otherwise it'll be fake, phony deceivers in the external natural realm. Which is most Christian leaders right now. The majority. I'd even accurately say 99%. 99% are not sent ones that are not God inside minded, that don't live out of the inner chamber. They're fakes. They're businessmen. They're businessmen. They're not real apostles and prophets. Real apostles and prophets live out of their spirit. Are only concerned of building their spirit up in love. If you as if their ministry is not about building up the spirit with revelation, it's a hundred percent false. Now, listen, there's a lot of good prophets and apostles that are just young. So it's a big difference between being a business hustler, antichrist, servant of Jezebel, and just being a young prophet. Because I consider even the charismatic church real prophets to be immature prophets because most of them barely even have an inner chamber they barely even have any revelation of the inner chamber and how the plumbing of God works <laughs> the plumbing of God is the exact same plumbing that you have currently Yeah, plumbing, the inner workings of the inner chamber, of the in, the inner man, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? 1 Corinthians 6.19 you're a temple of the Holy Spirit so since you're the temple referring to Solomon's temple you have an outer court an inner court a holy place and the holy of holies the holy of holies is God the Father inside your spirit the holy place amen and your soul is the inner court and your body is the outer court your five senses and that's why it says lift up your heads O you gates that the king of glory can old covenant come in new covenant come out amen because we're releasing it just like Jesus, Matthew 17, first born amongst many, the sons of God, that he released an outpouring radiance like a river of glory out of his face. Matthew 17, verse 2, it says that the glory of the Father was pouring out of his face. It wasn't the mountain, which is Mount Hermon. It had nothing to do with Mount Hermon had nothing to do with the natural dimension. It's because his inner man was so built up with revelations of love, when he took them up to the mountain, he revealed himself of what he looked like in the spirit all the time. Jesus looked like that all the time. It's true. 100% accurate. He just pulled them away from people that are of a lower level of understanding. He revealed himself to his most intimate partners. It's true, because not everyone values these realms. These realms of intimacy are the most sacred realms. This is the most precious realm of God the Father. It's the the king's harem, his lovers, his virgins. 144,000, every single one's virgins. Well, that doesn't mean they don't have sex with their husband and wife. It means that their inner man is fully glorified on revelations of divine love. Come on, somebody. Rise, rise, rise. In revelations of divine love, let your whole inner man be glorified and let rivers of living creative power flow out of your faces just like Jesus. You'll feel it. You'll feel stuff break off your brain stem like Neo coming out of the tub of goo in the Matrix, just getting disconnected. All that stuff that siphons you and steals from you. All those things in the natural realm that rob you, that steal your confidence, that steal your birthright. All that stuff you go to for pleasures in the flesh. All your little altars of demons and all your little bowls of soup that you go after thinking it's okay because no one's perfect, yet the perfect one lives inside your spirit, but you're, you're brain dead to Him. You have a seared conscience, so you don't even know Him on the inside. The pure in heart see God. You don't see God because you have secret sin. And you go to bowls of soup. Truth anyhow. Repent and serve Jesus only and get those wells gushing up like geysers in you. Bam! You'll see God continuously. You know why I see God? Because I'm a temple of God. 1 Corinthians 6.19, temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's God. If you're not seeing the Holy Spirit coming out of you like a river, there's no question the defilement is severe. The, The satanic influence in your life is severe. And it's severe everywhere, and you get it out by loving them. You don't just point out people's sin, you pour on love. Jesus was a river releaser. He had revelation of love, revelation of what he was here to do to restore all things, to heal the nations, to pour out the Father's goodness, the Father's love on everyone, to give them drinks. John's Gospel, 1 John and Revelation, only consider getting saved as drinking. That was the only formula for salvation in John's Gospel, in 1 John, and in the book of Revelation. Revelation 7, "...and the good shepherd shall lead them to the springs of the waters of life." Whoa. (laughs) "...and to all who are thirsty," he says, "...come and drink." I mean, you have to understand that the revelation of the drinking of the river is the revelation of the lovers. This is for lovers only. John leaned his head on Jesus' chest. He was the most intimate of the apostles. And that's why he couldn't die. Amen. They boiled him in oil. They tried to, tried to chop his head off. They tried to kill him every way possible. They couldn't kill John. They had to exile him to Patmos. Three years, no food and water. And that's when he wrote Revelation. Three years with no food. You ever go on a three-year dry fast? We get complaints when people go on a 12-hour dry fast like they're dying. Imagine John on Patmos. Three years, no food, no water. Wow. Well, Still wrote Revelation just fine. Glory. Somebody learned how to eat the the hidden manna. Glory. It's awesome. It's a time now of just tremendous revelation of love. It's not about external stuff. It's not about performance. It's not about names. It's not about anything. It's about Jesus getting fully formed in you. Until Christ be fully formed in you, I labor amongst you, Paul said. I labor amongst you tirelessly Amen. Just continuously until Christ be fully formed in you, which he called being built up in love. And you're getting built up in love until your soul is completely releasing God the Father out of your belly. Your innermost chamber full of all the promises, full of all the gemstones, all the revelations. A wise man bringing treasures out of his storehouse, which means out of your heart your mouth speaks, so out of your spirit you're bringing revelation, truth, love, wisdom, healing, voice of many waters, balm of Gilead, creative power, creative ability. Everything you say is accomplished by angels. Every word out of your mouth since you're the temple now. Amen? You're the temple of all God's power according to your sanctification. If you're not completely sanctified, you won't believe in any of this because the demons are still sucking you dry in your heart. And then you'll make excuses and practice religion and say no one's perfect. And you have all kinds of religious secret sin and you're prideful, you're at strife, you're blasphemous, you condemn the things of the glory of God, they fight the Holy Spirit, they fight the spirit of glory. (laughs) It's true you see it every day it's like all these people condemning stuff that's higher than them are we barbarians are we hungry and thirsty for revelations of divine love revelations of the father of glory I pray that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge of the father of glory Ephesians 1- 117 amen because you have to have living words working in your spirit It's like fire. It's like coals of fire. The seraphim brought a coal of fire to Isaiah's mouth and then he wrote the book. Listen, as sons and daughters of the living God in the new covenant, you can have as many coals as you want, as much revelation as you want. There's no cap to feasting. The marriage supper of the Lamb is people that come and eat and drink as much revelation of love and grace as they desire every day glory to God until you're just overfed and you're overflowing in the fullness of his joy, peace and love upon all nations which causes a whole canopy of Isaiah 4 or 5 to manifest I will be a canopy in the Amplified Classic, a canopy of love it's called, a dome and a super dome of love that's the apostolic covering of the bride of Christ that has entered the bridegroom's chambers and has become a perfect lover with no lust in her. Amen. It's time to become Song of Songs junkies. And read it with your guy friends, read it with your girlfriends, read it with your harem, read it with your lovers, read it with religious people and set them free. Read them with Satanists and have an exorcism. Who cares? All you got to do is pour out love. That's your full-time job. And the more you pour out, the more you'll reap because you're sowing apple seeds. Amen? We're just so full of seed, we're just looking for good soil in spirit life to fill them with the apple tree of Song of Songs, which is the tree of love. Apples prophetically represent love. Golden apples in settings of silver. The words of the Father's love. And the more love of the Father's word you pour into people's hearts, the more you'll reap. So it's going to get crazy because this revelation is going to go viral. This is the promised land of the new covenant. This is the final exodus out of church buildings and religion into having an open society of the kingdom of heaven. This is Daniel chapter 7, and they inherited the kingdom. And that's the end of the matter. You know, it's the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and His Christ. Amen. What are the kingdoms of this world? The seven mountains of the carnal mind. Carnal mind is the seven mountains. huh. The seven-headed beast. There's seven heads of seven mountains, which is the brain without the seven spirits of God burning it up. Uh-huh. Any soul that doesn't have the seven spirits of God burning through it is the seat of Satan. But when you're glorified in your brain, you become the very seat of God on earth. And you'll have tongues of fire, tongues of love resting on your soul as the seal of love that you truly belong to God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That you're the servants of divine love. Servants of the inner chamber of His love. Servants of the harem of His love. It's a harem because everyone mature in Christianity is a lover and a virgin. Amen? And prophetic and apostolic and powerful and fun and free and rich. In the name of Jesus Christ, give a rich offering to Red Letter Ministries so we can upgrade our facility out of a crack house to the Playboy Mansion. Donate donate at redlettermen.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow, amen. Glory.